Hello everybody, welcome to The Coaching Conversation. I'm Graham Wiley and I've been coaching business leaders for the last two decades. In this series, we're going to explore some of the things I've seen and learned in that two decades and hopefully help you see how you can become more focused, more effective and hopefully happier in your life. So, it's now time to sit back, relax and enjoy The Coaching Conversation. Welcome to this edition of The Coaching Conversation. For this week's subject, I really wanted to talk about coaching in the third sector. The third sector is often described as the not-for-profit sector, so it includes charities, trade associations, clubs. It sometimes includes local authority organisations that have effectively adopted a Uh, an independent status, but they're there to perform a service, not simply to make a profit. Now, one of the things that we find about coaching in the third sector is that actually the start point for the individuals concerned is fundamentally different to normal commercial organisations. And I'll I'll explain. First of all, the description not-for-profit is a misnomer. Clearly, organisations have to be financially secure. They they have to have an income which is above their expenses. Otherwise, ultimately, they will fail. The reality is it's not for distributable profit. Any surpluses that are generated are retained to maintain the services for the benefit of the people that they are serving through their organisation. So that's a start point. It it really means that the relationship with shareholders or stakeholders is fundamentally different. The measurement of success, whilst financial success is imperative, isn't about financial success. The measure of success is about are we doing what we're here to do? And are we doing it well enough? And are we doing it to the benefit of the people that we're supposed to be helping? That start point is interesting because it's different. The second start point is that most third sector organisations, particularly for the leadership, have a complicated stakeholder profile. In an ordinary commercial organisation, it's pretty clear cut. There are shareholders who are looking for a return on their investment. And yeah, there are legal compliances that need to be had, whether it's health and safety, whether it's HR, whether it's company law and so on but nonetheless the the actual ownership and purpose of the organization is pretty clear-cut when it comes to a third sector organization that's not true first of all there are the beneficiaries and it depends on exactly what the organization is there to do if it's a charity it's for the beneficiaries of the charitable works that the organization performs If it's a trade association, it's for the membership. If it's a local authority organisation, it could well be for the the wider community of that particular local authority. And so to start with, the, the first stakeholder community are the beneficiaries. The second stakeholder are people like the trustees or the board of directors those responsible for the safe governance, the proper governance 
of the organisation in line with legislation and in line with best practice and in line basically with common sense. And they're often volunteers themselves, they're often people who are doing this because they have a, a real desire to be involved in that kind of organisation. And they may come with professional skills or experiences or insights. They may, they may be a lay person, but nonetheless, they're, they're there for good reason in the sense that they want the organisation to be successful in its endeavour. The third stakeholder can often be regulation, can often be governance itself. In order to prevent abuse of charitable donations, in, in order to prevent misuse of resources that are there, perhaps from a local authority and so on, there are tight rules around the kind of operations and the way in which an organisation can operate that are managed, that are implemented by third party bodies. And we know about the Charities Commission, but there are a bunch of others that are out there that are designed to protect and have authority over the assets of the organisation. And finally, and by no means of least importance, are the staff of the organisation. And, and often the staff of a third sector organisation are a combination of salaried or paid members and others who are simply volunteers, people who give their time freely to support the activity of the charity. So as a manager in that organisation, as a leader in that organisation, you've got these multiple stakeholders to start with, people, people who have different perspectives on the things that you are managing and leading, and a different set of standards by which you're going to be measuring success or failure. So in that environment, you come to a coaching program in an entirely different perspective than a, perhaps an executive from a commercial organisation. And so as a coach, sometimes the work that I'm doing with someone from that particular field is more complex. It's more subtle, it's more nuanced. The challenges may be very similar in some ways, but the way in which the executive, the leader, is going to go about developing themselves is a bit more sophisticated, it's a bit more challenging. And so if we give a couple of examples, it, it will perhaps illustrate what I mean. As a, a business leader in a commercial organisation, taking steps to improve profitability would be seen as simply the right thing. Provided it didn't damage any environment or people or in any way disadvantage the organisation, you would be encouraged to take that path. In the third sector organisation, that's not necessarily true. Provided the organisation is producing a surplus, there may be no desire whatsoever on behalf of the trustees or other members of the governance of the organisation to make excess surpluses. It may be seen as being entirely inappropriate. So if, for example, 
you look at a housing association, if it were to continually seek excessive profits by racking up rents to its tenants beyond their ability to pay, that would clearly be inappropriate. And you can go on with these examples. If it's a, an organisation that's providing care, but it charges for some of those services, and if it overcharges, the very people it's there to serve could be being disadvantaged. So the pure pursuit of profit may not be anything like as simple as you might think. Another example of why it's different, as a, a manager, leader in a commercial organisation, investing and developing your people is, is seen as a, a key driver to increase performance. But it does require those people equally to want to develop Want, want to grow and uh, be better at what they do and enjoy more of a career. That may not be the case with volunteers, but they simply want to go and give their time. And while they're giving their time, they're doing the best they can, but they've no real desire to go beyond that level of commitment. And so how do you motivate them as the business leader, as the organisation leader in a third sector organisation to go that extra mile? It's a real challenge. And perhaps perhaps you shouldn't. Perhaps it's not appropriate to ask more of people who are volunteers. One of the aspects that we see, particularly talking about staff, is in a third sector organisation, particularly charities, there is a, a confusion between whether what it's providing is a bene benevolent service to others or whether it should be operating more benevolently towards its staff. And that sounds like a crazy, crazy conflict. But the truth is, the beneficiaries of whatever the charitable organisation is, what the charitable endeavour is, are the people that are supposed to be enjoying that benefit. The paid staff are, are really asked to do their best and to work with that end in mind and that doesn't mean they should expect to be managed differently to a commercial organisation. But they may have that expectation. So you can see that the start point for any executive from a third sector organisation coming to a coaching programme is fundamentally different to their commercial counterpart. Another facet is that often they're there for very, very dedicated reasons. They're there because they're passionate about the functionality of that charity or that trade association. They really want, deeply, deeply want to make that situation better for those beneficiaries. And so they're often really fixated, and, and, and by that I mean um, motivated around doing the very, very best job they can, which often means they're placing themselves under undue stress. And the final piece of this particular jigsaw is that the whole of the team could be like this. The whole of the senior leadership team could be people who are truly dedicated to wanting to help the people that they're organization is aimed at however they come at it from different angles just as in any other organization they have different perspectives different personal contexts 
And that can lead to a very difficult challenge for the leader to make sure that everybody is on message on the same page and is truly working in the same direction, even though they are genuinely motivated to do exactly that. So as a coach in the third sector, you've got to be absolutely conscious that these people have a different, not unique, but certainly different perspective on, on their work, on their work situation, their experiences at work, and why they go to work. And often, therefore, when you are a coach in the third sector, it's more demanding on you. It's more demanding on you to find ways of helping the coachee discover the way forward for them. So there you have it. Coaching in the third sector. More difficult than it looks. Really important to be able to help those people. And sometimes a real challenge for the coach. Hope that was great. Hope you enjoyed that. And I'll see you again soon. Bye. So there you have it. The latest edition of The Coaching Conversation. Hope you found it interesting. Hope you found it useful. You can find out more about our coaching programs at theexecutivemindset.co.uk. If you want to reach out, you can send me an email at theexecutivemindset at sagegreen.com. You can book a free 30-minute session at theexecutivemindset.co.uk, which will give you a really good feel for how coaching could help you. And if you've really enjoyed the session, do please rate us, do please give us a review. And nothing more for me to say other than see you next time.